Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Moth. So today's episode, uh, we're talking about, so so literally on Monday, uh, and now we're getting to do stuff live, so we're going to be yes. early in response to this, uh, Wizards announced the, uh, the ban list announcements for this week, or for this season, or the next three months, mm. and they announced, drum roll. Nothing happened in no, Modern no, at all. No, change, no changes <laughs> to Modern. Uh, it, it, to the chagrin of every person who purchased seventy nine ninety nine Stone Forge Mystic, so the word on the street was Stone Forge Mystic can be unbanned. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of today about what that would mean for Modern, why it didn't happen right now, where that would be going. Uh, they also announced two changes to Legacy, so Gitaxian Probe and Deathrite Shaman are now also banned in Legacy, so Modern paved the way on that one. Mm. And we're going to talk about you know why they maybe did that and what modern Legacy bannings mean towards modern cards and, and conversations that go there, specifically with Deathrite Shaman of how it's just never going to be unbanned in Modern. Yes, so that's I a, think a, there are a couple things to address. Yep. The first one is this is the Masters of Modern podcast. If you guys are listening to this or watching this for the very first time, we talk about Modern on the show. We are the official Modern podcast. Uh, even get some support from Wizards of the Coast. It's pretty sweet. But uh, we talk about all the Modern things. And I'm Ben Bateman, and that's... That's Alex Kessler. Hi. Yeah. That's so me. those are the introductions in case it's your first time watching or you listening. Can follow me on Twitter at Kess Wiley. And you can follow me at Ben Baby Media. We are at the MM Cast. You can actually see that right here. There's a little link to that thing. We're the at, at the MM Cast on everything Instagram. Facebook. Yeah, at the bottom of this video. And then the last thing is if you were watching this on YouTube for the first time, traditionally for the last 175 episodes, you guys have just listened, you might be watching us live. This is like the third time we've done a video show, and we're doing that now. So subscribe. Please, guys, if you want to help us out, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's how we're going to keep doing this and keep it going. Um, so. I think there's a couple like really interesting things to talk about as far as the Stoneforge Mystic uh, not getting unbanned, and then as you mentioned, the legacy points because right. th- there's a couple like really significant parallels. Right, the first one is yet another step towards legacy and modern becoming one and the same. Yeah, it's every, it's like every year they get a little closer. It's going to be interesting because you know the, the always the conceit here is the biggest the biggest platforms of legacy are Force of Will and Brainstorm completely, and, and every other card that's involved and, there and is I would relatively say secondary. Days is pretty significant too, just because it's an, it's I basically don't know if it, I don't know if it like really it, it if Force of Will and Modern like those two cards were banned or put in the modern this formats would look much more similar. I think Days is important for one or two decks that use Days, but. Days wasn't a part of Miracles. Days wasn't a part of these these you know Grixis slash Deathrite Shaman decks. So like yes, it's important for the Delver decks, but Delver decks haven't really been as far as I know. And and obviously we're not legacy yeah we're not experts, legacy guys. Days hasn't been that significant in the format for a while now, and but you know, Brainstorm and Force of Will are kind of the 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 gel that hold that format Agreed. together. Yeah, they're, Force they're... of Will keeps every one of the really degenerate things you can keep in the format down a little bit so that they're possible to survive. Uh, similar to how Thoughtseize kind of does that for modern, and Brainstorm just is the best card in the format. And like, likely if it was like in a competitive format like standard, would need to be banned, but because it's legacy, it's fine. Yeah, it's interesting. To, it's funny to call legacy not a competitive format, but uh, it, uh, but in shots a, fired. In, in a, I guess in a relevant format, uh, like a relevant tournament format, because legacy is like not played by a lot of people these days. Right. Um, I mean, the thing about legacy that's so hard, as I talked about this with you yesterday, it's like when when uh, underground C is a thousand dollars, like I just can't play legacy. <laughs> There's, I have no justification to play it or to convince anyone else to play it, like unless I'm borrowing cards or I can proxy, because like the investment is so preposterously high. Just to buy four Force of Wills and one Underground Sea alone. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think from my perspective, it's always been it's not necessarily even how expensive it is for one person to play, but because it's so expensive for a community to play to really build a legacy tournament scene that's nearby and convenient for me has been really difficult. Nightwear, which is a store in LA does have a legacy scene, but it's, on the opposite side of Los Angeles, and if you watch the command zone anywhere else, and, and we've we've definitely talked about Los Angeles is hard to get from point A to point B if they're definitely. that far away. So it might as well be in a different state. And so I'm just like never going to go to a legacy tournament. And you know Heidi Ho and the local stores tried building that scene, but one to four people would show up. And so what's the point in playing that format or even investing in underground seas if I'm not going to get to play with anyone? Yeah, I mean legacy is a dope format. Don't get me wrong. Like I enjoyed playing it when I played it, and I think that the cards are really awesome. And I like. I would love to be able to play Legacy. Like, right. if Legacy was as accessible as Modern, there are... I'm not saying Modern is just a superior format because of any reason other than exactly what we just talked about. But this episode was started based on the idea that on Stoneforge Mystic, there was a heavy, heavy, heavy hype train in the week leading up to this uh, this, this announcement right. that this card was going to be unbanned. So much so that the card was up to $75 midweek because people expected the unbanned. And... and- and it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, basically, and we can get into this in a second after we do a few more shout-outs, but uh, uh, Stoneforge Mystic, for all intents and purposes, is probably fine to be unbanned in Modern. It's just, when is that going to happen? And before we get into that... Uh, Check out the Command Zone. They're our sister podcast. They're at Collected.Company, which is also the main website you can find us at. You go there. Jimmy and Josh do awesome content. Um, and it's really important that you go check them out because they do really great stuff. Uh, beyond that, make sure to check out our Patreon. So the way we're able to do this podcast and if we, you know, the, this video stuff was accomplished because of the Patreon and we want to accomplish a bunch of more cool stuff as we move forward. So if you guys can help, check it out. Patreon.com slash the MM cast yep. and uh, look at there's different stuff there but you know us doing cool stuff us doing more videos us you know we're going to start doing play stuff and all of that's possible uh, with your guys' help and we love that you guys contribute to that you guys are the best um, towards later in the episode we'll do a shadow where we call out one person's name from the Patreon that's been donating recently because uh, we really thank you guys um, yeah. and beyond that uh, make sure to check out the YouTube channel. Yeah, the YouTube uh, channel is we where we started is. it. Uh, for those who don't know, there was a YouTube channel that had the Masters of Modern podcast. It was the old Webisodes Network YouTube channel uh, that uh, has now evolved into the Kess Games YouTube channel. That'll be more about Battle Bosses, which is a game that we made as a company in Super Party Battle and other stuff that I'm working on. Uh, and then we moved the Masters of Modern to its own YouTube channel so that we can start creating more magic content. So it's, uh, I believe it's youtube.com slash the MMcast. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff that's going to be happening, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but before we fully go down that rabbit hole, I, I want to stay on the Stoneforge Mystic train because Correct. I think that... I mean, how many band cycles now has it been that there's been an expectation this was going to maybe get unbanned? Is this the third one? Uh, I believe that this is the, like, every single one. Well, okay, but so, like, each one... There was a period of time where that was the conversation hadn't really started yet. Right, people didn't really think it was going to happen yet. Uh, and then there was, and then there was when they started to unban cards. So like the big unbanning of Ancestral Vision and Sword of the Meek was like the first. Whoa, we're going to take really really busted cards, right? And we're going to see what happens, right? Um, and those cards came off the ban list. Nothing really happened. They kind of kept playing with it. The only mm-hmm. mistake they've made mistake was Golgari Grave Troll. That's the only one where they've unbanned a card, then they've gone back on it and re-banned a card. Right. But otherwise, they just keep unbanning cards. So I think you and I both kind of agree, the ability to unban a power card is like a feather in Wizard's Cap right now. They mm-hmm. look forward to the ability to do that, to, to spice the format up when they need it, to. It's a big moment for them that allows them to build hype for Modern. And it also is something that mixes up the format enough, even though even, you know... 
Bloodbraid Elf and Jace got unbanned, and for like a month, maybe they were like things that you would see a lot at tables. And Jun was back, and everyone was hyped about Jace, and then they just ended up not doing a whole lot. And they might come back, and they have time to kind of build the builds around them. But Teferi has kind of outshone Jace since it Teferi's showed up. Teferi's so good. Um, and you know, Bloodbraid Elf is fine, and Jun, but Jun is just kind of followed by the wayside. And so you know, there is going to be a moment where they want to build hype for this. And so that's when they would make that announcement. Dude, so yesterday, uh, just speaking of Teferi, just because I've, I've been slowly but surely playing with the card sure. more and more. I played it in Modern a bunch. I got to play it on camera in that deck. Right. Uh, and one of the formats that I like to play a lot, we've talked about, is Highlander Roulette, right? It's the 100 card format. Mm-hmm. It's like Singleton 1v1. So I have a, uh, a deck that plays the Painter Servant Grindstone combo in that format. Okay. And yesterday I'm playing against Eric Wydetz, friend of the show, and I play Teferi. And he like looks at it and he, you know, he's barely played with Teferi and he's like, oh, it's pretty good. Sure. So I'm like, okay, you know, I go to five. At this point, he had already oblivion ringed my grindstone early in the game. So I'm like, okay, I'll untap two lands. He's like, great. I'm like, end of turn. I'll use one of my untapped lands to enlighten tutor. I'll get painter servant, put it on top. And I'm like, on my turn, I'll minus three to remove your oblivion ring, get the grindstone, play the painter servant, win the game. Yeah. It's just like the, the ridiculous of, of that card, drawing you a card, untapping lands, and having the ability to remove a non-land permanent? Are you kidding me? Right. It's like, that's why it's not showing Jace. There are certain characteristics that cards need to have. And one of them, obviously, well, is removing something other than just a creature. It's like, that card is busted nuts, ridiculous bananas. And there's a statement to be made that, it, for a lot of reasons, it's a three-mana Planeswalker. I mean, it's a three-mana Planeswalker that you can't play until you can hold mana up for it. But it comes into play, you plus, and then you have three mana in play. So it, it definitely functions on that level. Yeah, it's, it's a preposterous magic card. So back to the subject at hand, though, it has kind of outshone Jason. So each of the unbannings, while, while very significant, uh, they haven't gotten to the Stoneforge Mystic unbanning yet. Um, and so this cycle, people really kind of expected, because I think at this point, looking at the state of modern, it would fit into a couple decks. Here's a question I have for you. Do you think that Stoneforge Mystic would fit into humans as a three or four of with one batter skull in the deck, even though it's not a human, just because no. it's on curve as a two drop. They already play vile. Like it, it, the no, because of the mana base problem, because it can't be cast with the five. The, the, there's like eight lands in it in the deck that just can't cast it. And if you get that half, it doesn't really work. That's I think a fair like point. a new death and taxes list comes out. That's like a more of yeah. a mono white. Uh, <laughs> Greg's laughing. Cause I just put in the chat cause my phone's about to die and that's how we're recording this. And yeah. so we need the charger. And so he's <laughs> going to get it for us. And I mentioned it to him in the chat. <laughs> um, he's uh, sitting right there. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, it's not, that's not my bag. That's Ben's bag. <laughs> That's my that's my bag. All right, so <laughs> uh, back to what we were talking about in my bag. Yeah. In the other room. Yeah. Killer. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. We love it. Uh, Craig also put a bunch of unglued cards that I uh, <laughs> got from him in your bag because he thought your bag was my bag, apparently. <laughs> so, but back to what we were talking about. You know, Stoneforge Mystic will make a bunch of cool decks happen. Death and Taxes lists, Stoneblade lists, you know, probably a version of Cobblade comes back in some cool way. Because the ability to flash in sort of feast and famine and then attach it to creatures with Jace still around, it like makes the thing that makes sense. I, that might be too slow, even. Yeah. That's kind of everyone's point is how good is Batter Skull when people, you know, the two most played decks in the format, one is humans that Batter Skull might be a little bit bad for, but that's a good thing. Humans needs a little bit of a notch taken out of its belt. And Hollow One's like, sure, I'll trade my 4 4 for your 4 4. No yeah. problem. Hollow, like, <laughs> Hollow One laughs. The fact that on turn two, you can have like four four fours in play yeah and people are like yeah but on turn three you might get a batter skull is like yeah so <laughs> the power level of the format continues to grow it's crazy it's like it just keeps getting I mean, better and it's not and better it and would, better it would be good it would be a good right. ability but like yeah i mean i think that's look 
every single time they unban one of the power cards, it becomes a little bit more, we are just getting closer and closer to Legacy. Now, I've said this a hundred times, Stoneforge Mystic will eventually get unbanned, and it will, when that happens, the format will start to resemble even more Legacy. We aren't ever going to get Force of Will and Modern. They're just never going to give it to us. I don't sure. believe it'll ever happen. I think Days is a more likely reprint, and I've said before, I think Days would be a great reprint for Modern because I love the idea of playing Days with Fetch or with Shocklands. That seems like a really, really cool thing you can do. Right. Right? What are you laughing about? People are like making fun of us? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to ask what. I'm just going to let you keep talking. <laughs> oh, it's just that we like made Craig the whole Craig thing. Yeah. That just happened. Craig is a, Craig's the best. Everyone uh, clap for Craig. What's the word that you, Craig's a mensch. A mensch. There you go. Yeah. He's a mensch. This is Craig. Yeah, there he is. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what. Oh, he's going to be that. He got it. Cool. He got right, it in sweet, the frame. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, went back to Stoneforge Mystic. You know, it, its power level is obviously not, not the issue. The issue is when are they going to unban it and when is that moment best from a PR perspective? And there's a few factors of why it doesn't happen in the summer. I mean, the one thing to pay attention to is there has not been a unbanned card during the summer period in modern in its history. If you exclude the fact that September 20th uh, once had a card unbanned, and that's technically the summer. But as far as I'm concerned, September is a fall month. Right. Like May, June, July, August are summery. It's funny um, continuing sort of the idea of like why is Stoneforge Mystic acceptable to unban? And I've been thinking a lot about this recently, mm -hmm. uh, the perspective of the power of a card versus its mana cost. Sure. You and I have talked about this before, right? The, the value of a one, a two, a three, a four, yeah. right? Because they're able to push the power level requisite to its mana cost in any format, in any mm -hmm. set they want to print. And we've seen the philosophy that Wizards has really, really taken is that fours tend to be pound for pound a lot more powerful than threes. Sure. Um, three is the most awkward card to print at a power level it's just it they they push it and like monastery mentor or like knight of the reliquary or like even like uh the really good one tireless tracker mm -hmm. threes tend to be well, it, go ahead. The, the issue with threes is always that they have the worst uh value to uh getting removed value yes the, man, the mana ratio exactly. so like like one to four sucks but normally a four drop if you're playing it in modern is going to be able to uh, gain you enough value that even if they remove it, you're fine. And right. or and the way the, the the format is shaked up, most four drops are resistant to lightning bolt. Most four drops, you know, fatal push has to work a lot harder to get rid of a four drop. Exactly. And abrupt decay literally can't get rid of them. So that's three of the top five removal spells in the format that like have trouble with a four drop versus a three drop, which lightning bolt kills most three drops. Uh, Fatal Push does the same. Abrupt Decay kills a three drop. So it's like in this weird... And, so, and uh, Inquisition of Kozilek is also the, the last piece of exactly. that puzzle. So what's kind of fascinating about that is if you think about it from a design perspective, you're like, okay, we're going to... You know, we're going to push the this this thing with this new card we want to design. Like Wizards is like, we're going to make this new card. And it really seems like the only times they consistently get themselves into trouble with power level, when they make things that cost one, that do too many things. Right. <laughs> two, <laughs> that do too many things. Or they cheat the mana curve significantly so that things that are supposed to cost more than one or two cost one or two. I.e., anything with Phyrexian mana that's and free, right. anything with Delve, Stoneforge Mystic being too powerful at two and getting you a second card. But even that, at this point, what's crazy is that now powerful two mana spells are not actually really good enough to stay banned. Mm, they're fine. Like, <laughs> Tarmogoyf sees some play. Yeah. Uh, Deathrite Shaman sees some play. 
Snapcaster Mage still steals a ton of play. Snapcaster Mage is the best creature in modern. <laughs> the idea of a three mana sorcery speed spell being too good for modern at any power level is like, it has to be true name nemesis level for me to be like, that's an unfair card. Well, Otherwise, so, I mean, Silver Dishic is a two mana spell. I'm just saying. So yeah, I'm saying yeah. the threes are awkward. Like discussions sure. of deck building. Again, the same same game, same conversation with Eric. I was just like, he's like, play this card. I'm like, sorcery speed costs three. It's not good enough. He's like, what do you mean? It's so powerful. I'm like, if it's a sorcery speed card and it costs three, like it's probably not good enough for me to play unless it's the best card ever. And and, and three drops are a weird space because there are a lot of three drops that see play. I mean, you know, uh, sorcery speed three drop, for instance, that sees a ton of play is lingering souls. Totally. And kitchen things. Both of those are two cards that have you know are on my top. 30 list of cards in modern history and yep. and so you know you when you look at it in that way that's a little bit different but when you really start focusing on getting it down to the two drop slot it's now even becoming competitive and i think that's the point is yeah. that is that modern is very aggressive and because of cards and you know uh, uh brandon russell uh brought up asked the up, question do you, do you think the lack of force of wills in modern pushes the format to actually be faster than legacy such that value cards like stoneforge mystic and jace aren't as good and i think jace's issue is that you can't pitch it to force of will like i do think force of will in modern would make jace better because jace's third ability in legacy and one of the reasons it's so powerful is that any blue card can be pitched to force of will and so without that ability then you're just playing jace on face value and is jace good enough in, in modern it's fine like blue white is still one of the most played format decks in the format and it is a two of in that deck so it's obviously good enough it's just not dominant in a way that was problematic so here's an interesting thought that i that i had yesterday um thinking about force of will and the, the various free spells that we don't have in modern mm -hmm. so the card commandeer uh is a card that people play in edh a ton mm -hmm. but never gets played in modern i don't think i've ever seen it played in modern a single time and i started thinking to myself is there some way what does that it that do so commandeer is blue blue five mm -hmm. uh and it is gain control of target non-creature spell so, but you can remove two blue cards in your hand from the game rather than pay its mana cost. So it's the blue uh, Fury of the Horde, Sunscour, Soul Spike, Allosaurus Rider. Okay. And it steals a non-creature spell. So now against humans, terrible would never work. Right. But against a lot of decks in modern that want to start their turn one play with a Thoughtseize, which is a lot of decks in the format, mm -hmm. it's literally going to be a two for one on yourself to turn the Thoughtseize back onto them and take their next best card with mm -hmm. their own Thoughtseize, which is a three, for, it's a three for two. It's not good for you. Right. However, with... Missile Griffin and Torrent Elemental, you actually legitimately just, I'm just, hang on, bear with me. You legitimately have cards in modern that mm -hmm. if you shut down your opponent's game plan, you'll just cast a 3 3 flyer on turn mm -hmm. four from exile. Mm -hmm. You gain your card back. If they don't have a removal spell, I don't know, like, I don't know if there's a mono blue deck that can take advantage of Commandeer, but I'm wondering if Commandeer is a card that actually should see more play. I was even trying to think, like, what about, like, against the deck, Death and Taxes deck, if you were to, like, three for one yourself? to take their Aether Vial or something. How much worse is their deck when you take away their ability to do good things? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm not saying it's good. I just was thinking, like, the difference between Legacy and Modern and people experiment with cards, and just, just my thought. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think that... <laughs> <No faith. laughs> Commandeer needs a lot more support to become a playable card, but it would be a blowout in situations where you can get it to work. And in a deck that wants the Mist Hollow Griffins and the artifact guy that does the same thing and the Torrent Elemental or Torrential Elemental for other reasons, it could see play. But you would need those cards for reasons other than commandeer to make that work not to mention that not to say that won't exist but it currently doesn't my thought was if you were to play a mono blue deck with disrupting shoal and commandeer and then a range of ones twos threes and fours like you're playing like probably like opt you're playing maybe delver on turn one so that like you can play a turn one delver flip it protect it take their removal spell or whatever like 
I don't know. Just I was like in my, in my mind, I was like very often people's hands if they're not playing Jeskai, mm-hmm. they have one removal spell and one hand disruption spell. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you could just coast to victory. Now this is similar to my Delver Pact deck that didn't work. So uh, you know. There you go. Yeah, so maybe. (laughs) Back to Stoneforge Mystic and its possibility to be in the format. I mean, that's the other part, and we were talking about removal spells for three drops. The removal suite of Modern right now handles Stoneforge Mystic pretty handily. Uh, You know, know, uh, Colgan's command single-handedly just shuts the card down. It gets rid of Abrupt Decay. 100%. Uh, Fatal Push gets rid of the Germ at a one-cost thing. One of the things in Legacy that makes Stoneforge Mystic better is that removal spells are worse in that format. Because so much of the decks are based on non-creature interactions... Cards like Path to Exile, Lightning Bolt, Fatal Push aren't played as much. Now we live in a world in modern where you know creature removal is the most played spell in the format. Right. And so Stoneforge Mystic's ability to just like sometimes get a guy where you're like, oh, I play Stoneforge Mystic, I get a batter skull, you're on Storm, and now I have Force of Will backup and I'm beating you down with a 4-4 Vigilance Lifelink. Much harder to beat. In modern, it's, oh, I just, I, I, I path that. Right. I, I lightning bolt your Stoneforge Mystic before you play that five drop you put in your hand, and now I burn and you out. And now you have a Batter Skull in your hand. Good luck. Right. Yeah. Or like I kite sail free boot, free boot the like Batter Skull out of your yeah. hand. And and that's like the, the one deck that I think gets a little bit hurt by a Stoneforge Mystic on ban is humans, but good. Yeah, right. It makes it worse. <laughs> I mean, maybe it gets a little hurt by it, but at the same time, like maybe not. They just, mm-hmm. again, they, fr- they freebooter and they see your Stoneforge Mystic and then you cast the Stoneforge and right. you have the Batter Skull and then they, and then they like, I don't know, play another freebooter or they like meddling mate. I, I don't know. It just, it, I don't think that that's, it, yeah. <laughs> well, I think they can handle it. I don't think it makes it impossible for the win. And there's got to be a human out there that like destroys artifacts. <laughs> but I think we go into a situation um good to see you guys producing content regularly thank you alex uh great awesome. name uh, <laughs> uh so but back to stoneforge mystic i mean you know power level wise i think we can both agree that it's fine yeah so now the question is when does wizards unban it and wizards a doesn't want to unban a card in the middle of pp modern pptq season this is a bad time it hurts every player on the f- that's like trying to grind PPTQs right now because they then have to modify their deck to be a different deck than it was because the metagame has shifted so much. At, by this point, mo- modern should be stable to a certain extent so that wizards, so that when people are grinding, their decks aren't extremely modified to go through the format. This is the perfect time for that to happen. So by unbanning a card right now, you kind of put a huge wrench into what you know a lot of players can afford to be able to play during the season, hurting attendance and making it worse. And then on top of that, you want to make it use it as an exciting thing for modern and so they're going to wait for around the pro tour obviously wizards has made a commitment where they're no longer going to unban or ban things pre pro tour to mix it up they like have promised that but that's also they've added the unbanning after the pro tour so what they've kind of decided is their new system is let's unban let's have the pro tour let pros break it let's show everyone the cool things you can do in modern and then let's immediately after unban something so that the the format isn't solved Right. by the Pro Tour, which is kind of a perfect system. And this also then, you know, the three GPs that follow Pro Tour that are Pro Tour themes, the next three GPs are Modern Pro Tour, so then those get to show off Stoneforge Mystic and seeing what it can do. And then you have three months before then at PPTQs for Modern that people can try out playing Stoneforge Mystic and see if it works in decks. And sometimes it won't. I mean, you know, so far of the cards that Wizards has unbanned, one has been problematic, and it took a year and a half and an entire graveyard block to be printed to make cards that made it problematic in, in uh, Golgari Grave Troll. Right. Every other card they've unbanned has, like, Bitter Blossom, done nothing. Yeah. Uh, Valakut is okay. 
What's uh, the what's the the most irrelevant unbanning so far in modern? Sort of the meek. Yeah, right. Like I have, I don't even. I've seen like maybe a top eight. Yeah. It's it's like it's like uh, I've never seen it in a top eight. I don't think it's ever top eighted. In yeah, the, in the in the format. Yeah, it's like goblins level significant in modern. It's like I, a, less tier four because because the decks that play it are more expensive. So like goblin players are at least playing like. People love goblins. Goblins is also an inexpensive deck, and it can sometimes just get there and win. So I see a ton of people playing goblins. I don't see anyone playing Sword of the Meek. It's yeah. like, like Bitter Blossom is closer, but I see a bunch of people playing Bitter Blossom and Jund. I, 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 you know, it's one of the things I did earlier when it was unbanned is just because it makes Tarmogoyf huge. It's like a weird alternative win condition against control decks that they right. just like can't handle. Yep. It's like a, and it's fine. It's like a good card that's a threat in a grindier version of Jund. And Jessica has to like... Jeskai guy has to like bounce it with cryptic and have another counterspell for it, or Teferi Tuck. But both of them are just like eventually I'm getting this back, and this game is going and long. They, Teferi Tuck, and, and you still have your one once, right? You just exactly. killed Teferi. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's good in that matchup, and and, and then black white tokens obviously is a fringe deck similar to goblins that plays a bunch of bitter blossoms, and uh, you've I've seen like red white you know Mardu decks do a similar splash off of bitter blossom for similar yeah. reasons like yeah. it like sees play and fairies decks are just around Valkut's like, been really good Valkut's I mean the scapeshift deck is like I think a, a real is, thing I think Valkut is the best unbanned card most powerful I think yeah. it's Valkut Jace or uh, um, Bloodbraid well, I th- it's Golgari Griptal is the most powerful right. card they've underbanned. But I guess excluding that are still legal, it's Jace, Bloodbraid, or, or Valkut. I mean, we did an episode about this at one point, I remember, the uh, cards that could never be unbanned. Right. Uh, we had a whole conversation about it. Right. And there's only like six, probably. I mean, if you if you count the artifact lands as their own card. Yeah, one single card. Yeah. If and artifact- and, and we, Corey, we had Corey Burkhardt on the podcast, and he outright said that uh, artifact lands are probably more fine than other cards. I would say Artifact Lands are safer in Modern. I don't think they'll ever unban them for a yeah. PR perspective, but they're safer in Modern than even, I say, Mox Opal is. Yeah, I mean, like, I, the the most, and just this is just offhand, we're not going to go down, back down the same conversation, but, like, the most obvious cards you could not unban in Modern are, like, Skull Clamp, you can't unban. Correct. Mental you Misstep. You can't unban Mental Misstep. Deathrite Shaman, clearly, you can't unban. Well, yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess Probe, because there's so many decks that would take such advantage of it at this right. point. Um, though... I think probably would be fine. So the, the place to look at is no banless modern. And when I look at that, the cards that really pop out to me uh, that are problematic are, um, are uh, uh, the ones you, the first two you said. Yeah. Uh, Skull Clamp. Skull Clamp. Deathrite Shaman. Death Ra- no, no, not Deathrite Shaman. Skull Clamp and... Mental Misstep. Mental Misstep. And then, like, get, uh, uh, GTA, I think, is just, like, an unhealthy card to have available in the format. Maybe it gets unbanned one day. I, there's always, like, two guys Top is now also illegal in Legacy. That it could be... Oh, I, yeah, I think Top can't be unbanned. Yeah. But Top can't be unbanned for similar reasons that, like, Second Sunrise probably couldn't be unbanned. Right. N- nothing to do with power level, but every GP on the planet becomes a miserable experience for right. everyone playing in it, and especially for the people running it, if... Eggs is legal as a yeah. as a tier one format, and like they have like so I think those are like those four cards, which would be second sunrise, top mental misstep, and skull clamp. What about hypergenesis? Like, I think that's more fine than those four cards because hypergenesis is literally just all that's going to happen is you're going to play the same thing as living end. It's, it's just, just going to be better living end. Your threats are way better, and you just put all of the cycling cards from but yeah yeah i mean i guess you just get like get emerkel on turn three or two it's 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 you you play emerkel early but But it doesn't enforce it well you lose a lot of the ability to counter stuff that we were talking about but even then again it's the same thing you just counter hypergenesis right it's like not that good and and you have like in the format to stop that deck you have 
just every version of um sorry well every blue spell <laughs> Brand- i like it derailed but yeah brandon s russell asked cloud post yeah that's true i mean cloud just, post could be problematic i don't so the better I, it's just better tron yeah i think it i think we could we could put that on the list just because tron's already so good yeah i don't think oh, it, oh and i have Ugin. you can't do that because <laughs> if you've been oh unban- no, no no sorry <laughs> it's not we're missing one it's worse than all of those things there's a lot of cards on this list that yeah. can't be unbanned i have Ugin is one uh cloud post uh, dark Mox. death and Chromox. No, Chromox, I think, would be way more fine than any of those cards. You think two for wanting yourself to get ahead is okay in Mother? I, I, I think it's not that much worse than Simeon Spirit Guide. Yeah. And I've seen people argue, someone wrote an part, article on SCG, and I'm forgetting who it was, about Stoneforge Mystic, but then also pointing at cards that could maybe also be unbanned. And his point on Chromox was like, this is never going to be unbanned, but I don't think it's actually too powerful in the format. It just would, like, versus these other generic things, you, we, the 2020 Indestructible turn one. Yeah, it's really uh, good. Guys, is a problematic <laughs> it's very, thing. It's very yeah. good. So let's not you, unban those cards, but Stoneforge Mystic should be unbanned. Do you know what will happen this... I think it's happening... I, I'm going to shot call. It's happening this spring. Uh, I One of the things that I have been enjoying a lot of, and again, uh, mm-hmm. this, this last week, I have been playing a lot of Highlander because I've been getting ready for a tournament we have coming up in two weeks. Right. Uh, Dark Deaths combo with Claim Fame. I've had like several different experiences now where early in the game I've like discarded a claim fame or like tried to reanimate and it's just like sitting in my yard and then I like end of turn like crop rotation the second half of dark depths or something or even just like same sure. turn activate it and then just like claim it haste attack for 22 flying <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. such a sweet play sweet. I, I, claim the fame is a sad I wish it saw more play I think it's claim better than so it gets good. credit that it's like really so good, good. Yeah. It's, it's one of the like more underrated cards I think that just like doesn't have a home that's good enough there's a deck I've talked about a bunch of times uh, when I was doing 10 minutes of modern before it was on wizardry foundry which right. is by the way you guys can check out i do 10 minutes of uh content every day on wizardryfoundry.com on their oh, yeah, facebook you want to do some shout outs uh yeah i mean i just right. we we have their grimoire over behind me somewhere we had it oh it's behind the battle boss it's which is hiding why don't you grab that battle boss thing grimoire there it's is a-, a grimoire up there which you can we can focus on it somehow yep. there it is yeah we're gonna focus on the grimoire now oh there it is Oh, that's me. Knocked over uh, the phone. Camera's going everywhere. We are learning there we go. how to technical things. Uh, and this is also the side of my head. So, so like, we can, can show off the grimoire. Talk as if you're talking to the grimoire. I'm talking to the grimoire right yeah. there. Because now if I look at it, I'm like, I'm like, hey, grimoire, what's up? How's it going? Oh, oh I'm good. I'm good. I'm a book <laughs> of magic cards. Actually, I use that one to hold all of my excess magic packs. There's a bunch of sweet like grab bag draft packs yeah. in there. That's pretty cool. I'm talking to it. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch this back. Uh, so, but anyway, the point is the Grimoire is awesome. Wizardry Foundry is great. But one of the things I have talked about a lot is the idea of this like vexing devil, claim fame, postmortem lunge style okay. deck. It's like very sort of like black, red, throw and go. Um, it's actually even more interesting now with Thud having been printed yeah, in M19, still, right? right? One red, sorcery, sacrifice a creature. It's just sorcery speed fling for one red. Maybe you'll live stream this deck on yeah. the Masters of Modern YouTube channel that you can go find and subscribe. And this video will be posted with premium sound. So right now, the sound premium is from my phone. Sound. We tried getting Max up. It was really loopy. It didn't work. So premium sound on the YouTube channel. Check it out. Well, also, my, uh, my, my PC computer came in the mail today. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to be streaming MTG right. on it. Uh, and I'll be doing some of my fun- funky brews. Yeah, I- I've talked about that deck a lot. I had a bunch of conversations with callers when they were calling in the Anchor Show okay. about it, and like, there's a lot of interest in this deck because uh, just just Vexing Devil on its own is like an awesome card. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can just dome them for four on turn one, and then like turn two, play another one, or like a Goblin Guide, and also claim it, it's like you just start to get so much value. What's GPG? Uh don't know okay continue um so i definitely think that's really sweet i like would love to build that deck it seems pretty cheap and mm-hmm. fun 
Um, I guess you probably also just play Young Pyromancer in the deck, I would guess. It, it makes sense. You, you get yeah. two spells out of it. You get the yeah. one ones, and then you can give like the one ones haste with fame. Well, we were talking about how that's probably just a good thing. Young Pyromancer with claim fame. Yeah. yeah. When, we, when we previewed it, it just does a lot of stuff there. You get two tokens off of it. You can give the token haste. You can like do... Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's a little weird because it just feels like we're talking about a Mario Pyromancer deck and just like this is just a worse version of Mario, Mario Pyromancer. Correct. But I think it's a faster, more aggressive burn-centric version because you're playing Vexing Devils. Well, it's a more budget. So I, I would love to see kind of uh, us play test it and see how it looks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This will um, be something I'll stream. Uh, oh, God, Pharaoh's Gift, says Brandon Russell. Yeah, it's, it's a good idea. So... Um, Oh, 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 GPG. Got it. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, there you go. So Goblin Welder's not in the format, though. They mentioned Goblin Welder and God's Pharaoh's Gifts. It's not, it's not there. There was like, so God's Pharaoh's Gift, I saw, like, I can't, I'm trying to remember now, on the Facebook group. Right. It's another shout out, actually, the Masters of Modern Facebook group. You guys could go, like, this is probably streaming live there now, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you could have watched this on, it's, uh, this is right now on the MMCast Facebook page, but then we shared a link to the Facebook group. So join both. It's the best way to watch this live stream every week, every Tuesday. There's like literally 5,000 people that all talk modern. And not only that, but there's a cool pinned link right now that exists at the top of the page that gives all of the different links to the different Facebook groups for certain deck archetypes because people constantly talked about like is there a KCI group is there a Grixis Shadow group is there a Tron group and so Alex had the genius idea of posting a link and saying guys share your lists right here this is where you actually find all of your friends that you want to talk about your decks with so now instead of just like the page being like like peppered with those things there's actually a single pinned link that has a link to all of the different uh, deck groups you can go find that on the Facebook group yep so, anyway, that's a deck that I want to build, um, but I can't remember how we got onto this conversation about... Well, we were talking about what you can't unban and ban, and then it devolved into cool ideas we have with Claim Fame, and then it devolved oh, yeah. into a deck idea you have with Claim Fame, and then now it evolved right. into... Uh, yeah, so back to, back to what we're actually supposed to be talking about. Yeah, so, I mean, I think looking at what we're going to be doing here, spring is the time for Stoneforge Mystic to come out. I think that that's going to be a big moment for Modern. Obviously, the next Modern, main Modern Pro Tour is around then, though I believe this next Pro Tour has one of its events as Modern. Am I correct on that? Yes, I believe we, because we just had, what, the standard Pro Tour? Yeah, and then there's going to be like a modern legacy and standard all at once. Oh, That's yeah. That's one of the reasons they the made the legacy ban before. Pro Tour thing. Correct. Um, um, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, Hagen says that can dig up the the list that he because we had that. That's one of the conversations I had was with Hagen, the black right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I think so. The next pro tours, that's probably when we will see the Stoneforge Mystic unbanning. I agree. It, it seems in, like in like either right afterwards or right before, depending on. My guess is it'll be right before, based on wizards because of how piped people are to see it unbanned like i think unbanning before a pro tour are fine i think this year they wanted to build trust so they didn't do it beforehand they waited until after the unbanned jason bloodbraid elf this time around i think they'll be looking into a way to kind of make that happen so let's talk financial perspective really quickly um it, it skyrocketed to 75 i yep. think it's back down to like 50 or 45 sure. now probably will keep dropping yep. i'm guessing uh, when if it ever you, gets below 30, I would just pick up a playset. Just buy your stone forges? Yeah, I mean, I've had my stone forges since I opened them out of World Wake packs, so I don't like I don't pay attention to stone forges. <laughs> I, I sold I all of mine in my, in my uh, pre-buying. Okay. I have four more of the promos from GPs because I just played in enough GPs that one you year. eight stone forges? I believe I have eight stone forge mystics, yeah. That's cool. Hey, uh, I want one of those DCI promo Vanillion clicks. Okay. Um, I'm just saying that out loud. I'm trying to put it in the universe. Oh, yeah, you, okay. <laughs> I want one, so... You know, anybody who wants to. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I think 
financially, it'll go down, and then right before the next, you know, every every ban announcement, it'll probably spike up again. I think the next one, people will be a little bit less willing to like jump it up that quickly. Right. I think people, everyone just thought it was going to happen. Uh, for because I think Saffron Olive posted about it, and other people were like, "Yeah, this is going to be what's going to happen," and it just didn't end. Great. Uh, but I, it's obviously not too powerful. That's not the issue in the format. It would be wonderful to play Jason Stoneforge Mystic again together in Modern. Right. Uh, I would be very happy about doing that. Uh, I have Stoneblade built in Legacy, but as we mentioned before earlier in this episode, I'd never get to play Legacy because no one plays it on this side of town. Um, so being able to do that on Modern would be dope. Uh, and also, I just think, fine. Like, I think you just still lose to most of the other decks that are out there. There's not a real easy way to win with that. Um, now, talking about Legacy and the bannings there, I think that the Pro Tour that's coming up is the reason they made those Legacy bannings, which is another reason I think Stoneforge Mystic getting unbanned before the Pro Tour makes sense, because Wizards has now shown before a Pro Tour that has the event, unbanning things or banning things makes sense sometimes. And, right. And Legacy was obviously between Deathrite Shaman and Leovold and him to Torak and Jace. That deck was just, like, problematic, and otherwise you're playing Delver. You know, like, the format became pretty it's, degenerate. Yeah, the format... Four color Delver lists and the four color uh, Deathrite Shaman lists were like pretty, pretty like ludicrous. Right, definitely. And that's uh, the problem with Deathrite Shaman. So I don't think anyone is really that sad to see it go. It does mean that it's never being unbanned in modern. Sorry, world. That I could card have told is, you that ahead of time. That card is so sweet. It's like so powerful. It's just so much fun to play, but like definitely uh, way too, way too good. So it's it's good that that card is not legal anymore in Legacy, and it's Correct. definitely good that card's not legal anymore in Modern. Um, can we talk about just a thought that I've had as I have been, you know, reading previews for M nineteen, obviously, and uh, Battle Bond, and and all the sets that they've been talking about, mm-hmm. Dominaria. What is the deal with the decision to reprint Checklands by Wizards? I don't really understand. It seems like they're getting a little bit. Um, they don't want to design new cool lands. I like. Uh, I don't I'm know sort if of that's surprised true, by but it. I think they want to get them into rotation every once in a while. And I think they do land testing, and they are just like these are fine. And they do cool stuff with other lands in the format. They like printing check lands also when shock lands or other dual lands are nearby. So we have the dual land cycle lands, and so that was kind of leading after and you that. Think we're getting shocks when we go to Ravnica. Yeah, there. I think the world thinks we're getting shocks. I mean, we might not. Wizards could totally just be like, nope. But well, that so seems surprise. That would be surprising. The shock land reprint's fine. That one. That one makes a lot more sense. Like. If we get a Shockland reprint, I mean, the cheapest Shock is, like, Hallowed Fountain, I think, and it's, like, eight bucks, maybe. And I think the most expensive one is probably, like, Steam Vents or sure. Watergrave, and it's, like, 18 or 19. It might even be 20, mm-hmm. depending on the edition. The newer editions are a lot cheaper. Uh, actually, I think the most expensive one is the the red-white one. Oh, really? Any Sacred Foundry? it's the man lands for the, like, the scry lands, the ones that have the... Temples? Talk louder so that the mics can pick you up. For He's at, Craig, Craig is asking if there's any chance that the reprint that we get are the Manlands, which is a high likelihood, but I don't know if it would be this set. So either that or if there were the uh, the ones that just came out, the Cycling Lands that have the... The, the types? But the Enemy Color. Oh, Enemy Color Cycle Lands? Um, or the Enemy Color... Uh, cycle Lands are... For two basic lands. Cycle Lands yes. is unlikely because be- the name... Cycling is likely not to be on. They would make have to make cycling evergreen, uh, which yeah. I, they might do. I mean, that was I think the most popular answer to which card would you make evergreen during the great designer search. Right. Um, I still don't think that's likely. I think we're we're pretty we're pretty close. So uh, my my answer to the question is. Um, Michael Grothy says, why reinvent the wheel? Checks are powerful, but not broken. Right. So, okay. I have multiple answers. The first answer is, 
I'm totally fine that Dominaria brought back enemy color check lands because it's been years and that was the first reprinting of them. Mm -hmm. So we needed those because like I think at that point, uh, Sulphur Falls was getting up to like $14, $15 mm -hmm. and that's unnecessary. The ones I was upset about was the ones in Ixalan because like the Dragon Skull Summit was already like two bucks. It, like there's just so unnecessary. They were printed like four or five years in a row and they had never gone up in price. They're, that seemed like an unnecessary printing. And as far as the question that Craig asked... A master set is more likely to give us the manlands because we're not going back to Zendikar immediately, and I don't think they really fit for Ravnica. Uh, they're really expensive. I don't think any of their names are specific to Zendikar, though. Yeah, you could be right. It just that that feels to me like Colonnade and uh, Tarpit are the two, and and Ravine for that matter, are the three that need reprintings. I mean, all of them name wise could fit on Ravnica, but I feel like it's a weird thing to print on Ravnica. I think we would be getting those in a set that is differently themed. Especially because yeah. there's no plot in Ravnica about the land coming up to fight. Enemy colored tangos are a place that I could see explored. That's a possibility, but the well, but they print all ten. Like the point is, Ravnica's whatever land cycle they print, they're going to print all ten of them. Yeah, and I don't see them printing all ten tangos again. I don't That's think we need that. I don't see. I think we might get enemy colored tangos, but it'll be in a set that is not Ravnica. Ravnica is a ten play set. You could do manlands. There are ten manlands that they could reprint. I just think it's not as exciting here, and I and I, recent, pretty recent. I think just shocklands getting printed into the ground is something they're interested in doing. This is my this is my guess for the three significant land types. I think that we go to Ravnica and we get all the shocks. I think we get a master set and it gives us the manlands. And I think we go back to Mirrodin and we get the five enemy colored fastlands or uh, allied colored fastlands. That's I think probably in the next two years we're going to back to Mirrodin and we will get the fastlands because uh, we need them. I don't. So it, it feels like this year is going to be the end of Nicol Bolas's plan. I, I don't know how much farther that plan goes. Like the over the last two years, they've been telling the Nicol Bolas story. You know, he on on it was like a preview of it. The prequel to it was was. Um, Artifact Land Kaladesh, where like Tezzeret's working for him to get him a planar portal. He makes a planar portal, then that right. gets sent to Ixalan, where Ixalan is where he like Nicobola shows up, like it's revealed he's the big bad. And then the last three sets have all been dealing with how are we going to defeat Nicobolas? Right. And I think that's where we're at. I think, and we all know that that's what basically the first two sets are Ravnica, uh, like the next two Ravnica sets, it'll be five of each. Each of the guilds, and then the last set will be like Nicol Bolas unleashes a bunch of Eternals onto Ravnica. Which, if you're gonna pick a place to build enemy shot uh, cycle lands, that's the place you do it. If if that's gonna happen in the set, and I don't think it will. Or block. Interesting. Block. I mean, I, I think there's price consciousness, and when when they make reprint plans, and we have to, we talk about sets being designed two years ahead of time, they sometimes will be able to make a swap a little late in the game if it's for a financial concern, like swap out a land cycle or Has that ever a, happened. What? Swap out late in the game like that? Yeah, can you think of a time where they? Oh, I mean, not not verified. I'm just saying, like when they're they'll talk about in the card file. There's three flex slots or something. Like I guess a whole cycle of lands is different, but like I, I don't know if I've ever seen them like switch out a card to be reprinted for price reasons. Or they, they they've definitely never admitted that because they don't admit that. That's the thing they don't do. Uh, and I can't think of a time where they like we like get a reprint of a land cycle and then they're like the closest we've gotten is we had this really cool idea for a land cycle but like last minute we realized it's too powerful we couldn't get it to work so we swiped in the check lands like that's more just, often th what I've this seen this is just a called shot and a guess but like okay I look at M19 and I'm like Crucible of World Scape Shift I'm like okay this makes sense that these cards are getting reprinted because obviously these are expensive mm -hmm. and they're kind of generic so mm -hmm. we can put them in the set 
you don't think that the initial conversation was, okay, so we need to have an EV balance of the set. And these, these haven't been reprinted in a while, so they'll probably be around this price-ish. Let's make sure these are in the set. And then sometimes late in development in a the set, they're just like, uh, it feels a little low value. Let's switch out this card for this because this needs to see reprinting too. You don't think that conversation has happened? Because I guarantee it has. It, I think sometimes they have a conversation about what the value of a reprint is, but I don't think they ever last minute add a reprint into standard. I think if they're going to make a reprint, it's going to be something they test thoroughly, uh, and they're very aware of what they're putting into standard. Fair. I don't, I don't think. I think the opposite happens. I think. Yeah, master sets, they might throw at something randomly. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I think in standard, the thing that's more likely is, oh, this reprint is too powerful. We have to cut it. What's a generically bad card we can put in? Got it. So, for instance, Counterspell and Lightning Bolt, I believe, were in Dominaria for a couple months or a month. Counterspell? Then, yeah. Actual Counterspell? Yes. They've said it's on the mothership. They've stated that the Counterspell was in the set, and then they're like, nope, this is too good. Counterspell in modern? Yeah, that was a thing that could have happened. It likely now will never because they tested it and it, it didn't insane. work out. I mean, let's be honest, guys. Logic Knot is basically Counterspell in modern. Yeah. And it's not even played as a four of in every deck that plays it. So. Well, you can't. It's different because Delve yeah, it gets discourages worse. multiples versus Counterspell where you could just play four of it. Counterspell mm-hmm. is bonkers. Yeah. But, but I mean, just, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so those are my guesses for land reprints. Um... Anything else we want to address today? I mean, what else is on the menu? You know, obviously uh, you should st- check out Battle Bosses. <laughs> Battle Bosses, it's an oh, awesome game. It. I want to hold it. Oh, grab the grab the sign. So last week, uh, for everyone that watched, we previewed uh, the fourth boss to be available in ba- in Battle Bosses. This is the game that Cast, uh, my company, and I created, and Craig has been helping working on it. Ben has been helping working on it. It's like a really cool League of Legends meets Commander meets Magic meets uh, Risk kind of gameplay, uh, where you have a bunch of minions and miniature pieces, and you fight each other, upgrading it with cards. Uh, you collect each boss, and then eventually you can go six player mode. Which which is like a big MOBA mode. We've released four of the first six bosses so far. Uh, by the end of this month, we'll have all six bosses released, and then we'll be previewing it to come play at Gen Con. So if you're at Gen Con, definitely come check us out. And then uh, go to Kest.co, which is the website. There's a BattleBots tab, uh, which is Kest.co slash BattleBosses, and you can subscribe. Please do so to get updates. We'll send out uh, new updates every Tuesday, and then we'll be re- uh, doing live streams of gameplay every Thursday. Yes. Uh, so check it out. Battle bosses, it's the dopest. You can see other bosses around us. That's Cthulhu, that's Grakthar, this is Mechabot. Up here is Ryu, which we previewed on the command zone. Check him out, it's great. Battle boss is sweet, I, uh, I vouch. Uh, and yeah, I think as far as other subject matters in regards to bannings and unbannings, is there a card you, I think the next conversation is banning cards. Like, did they miss on cards that need to be banned? And I think that... The big questions were, Ancient Stirrings is one. Yeah, that's a lot of people. I think that's my number one. It's your number one card? If I were to pick a card that you could ban out of Modern right now, it's Ancient Stirrings. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty calmly. I'm okay with with Ancient Stirrings. The problem with Ancient Stirrings is KCI, Lantern, and Tron all use it to do unfair and arguably unfun things, and... Do they survive without ancient stirrings? I think they do. They're just significantly, they get a notch out of their belt. And I think that's something that might be interested. I think if KCI top eights more GPs, ancient stirrings goes. It's fair. Yeah, I, I could see it getting banned before the next Pro Tour. Yeah. A swap of that in Stoneforge. That seems right. like totally fair. I, I would I would have maybe also targeted, um, I would have maybe also targeted Ancient Ziggurat. I just, 
I don't know. It doesn't help any deck in That's, the entire format other than humans right now. Mm-hmm. It just means that... Humans has to play with a slightly worse mana base, which is probably fine. Yeah, it just uh, makes humans a little jankier. I want to see, see what Stoneforge Mystic does to humans before. By banning Ancient Ziggurat, it actually makes it easier... I, I feel like the I want to feel see like how humans mana base could adjust and then find a way to just play Stoneforge Mystic. Well, maybe I don't know because that Ancient Ziggurat's not the card that stops Stoneforge Mystic from seeing play. It's the other two lands. So I think True. that I would just want to see how Stoneforge Mystic negatively affects the format for humans and if humans can deal with it and if it, they can or it's too powerful with it or whatever, then we get rid of Ancient Ziggurat. Fair. I think yeah. those are the three cards. We talked about the, what we could ban a, a while ago or a few weeks ago. Street so. Wraith is another card that people have talked about. Yeah, there's Predigree behind it. I don't think we need it right now. I mean, nothing in the format is making me think that Street Wraith needs to go. I mean, Maybe Hollow it. One is the only deck that's really insanely busted oh, because of it. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Cuts down Hollow One, but it doesn't really... I mean, it makes Grixis Delver or uh, Grixis Shadow worse, I mean. Yeah, I need Hollow One to win a few more PTs to, or uh, GPs to really get it into a space where I think banning it is necessary, but we'll find out. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's it for the episode. Uh, sorry that the chat cut out for people that are watching this live, and you're probably now watching this on the other feed. Um, we don't know yet. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're the MMCast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at the MMCast. I'm at Kess Wiley. I'm at Ben Bateman Media, guys. YouTube is the number one place if you want to go find content expanding. I will be starting my stream. Uh, literally, I think this week I will be launching it. I I. I Gonna probably go home tonight, mess around with my new computer, and actually try to get my Moto account set up so to, to get that whole thing going. Um, so check that out. I'll be announcing that, but you can follow me on Twitter if you want to know the uh, the news there. We mentioned Kesco, please. The Patreon.com slash the MMCast. That's how we do this thing. This yep. camera was extraordinarily expensive. We spent literally every dollar the Patreon has ever given us on the camera. So if you well, guys want, yeah, I think I think the the key here is you know we're looking to do more content by donating to the Patreon. You make it so we're able to do that. We were able to do this with your help, and we plan on doing more with your help so please go to the patreon check it out uh and and we will make more content it'll be great yeah all right guys thanks for watching we'll see you same time same place next week have a good one bye guys thank you for your attention for further inquiries send an email to the mmcast at rocketjump.com see you later alligator